you're listening to Five O'Clock Seance. We're gathering bartenders, winemakers, distillers, and other industry professionals to pour a glass and take a look behind the veil of the spirits industry. We're having a seance. Let's talk spirits. Well, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. Are you kidding me? Shoot. Yeah. Not that you aren't on our, you know, weekend shows every week, but... um... (laughs) Yeah, but, like, the difference there is that I'm there mostly for comedic relief. Here, I'm still for comedic relief, but now with a punchline. It's great. Now with a punchline. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, first thing I want to know, what everyone wants to know, what are you drinking? Ooh, uh, tonight, in honor of this, I'm actually having an old-fashioned... I, I went to town, I went and made sure I had orange peel and made some fresh king cubes and really just, just did it up nice and neat. Sans the king cube. So less neat. But I mean neat like in a good way, not neat as in like a drinking way. Not nice and neat, but on the rocks. Yeah. There you go. Kinda like my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh buddy. Big big mood. Big mood. Oh man. Um well. Yep. One thing that I think people probably don't know, even if they've mm-hmm. watched our um, nightcaps and have, have seen us talk before, um, a lot of people probably don't know that you are a uh, an owner, at least partial owner, of a, mm-hmm. a restaurant in the Seattle area. Um, Very true. And uh, you help run the bar program there. I did. Yeah, yeah. My my mom and I, uh, we, we built it. I, yeah. I want to say from the ground up, because it was, but like literally we built it. You know what I mean? But sure we also built the menu and everything for it for sure yeah yeah and i mean like i'm definitely impressed by your um diy handiwork uh i appreciate that the restaurant i think it's i think it's lovely but um i think for today's context i'm I'm more interested in the the menu building um kind of the thought process that went in there and and um yeah just kind of like your mentality of the bar uh what i don't think i mentioned it's a greek restaurant um Mm -hmm. And it's it's fantastic, really, really great place. Um, Thank you. Yeah, uh, if you want to plug it, feel free. Um, I don't I don't feel qualified to give out <laughs> that information, but no, no, totally. Our our, our restaurant's name is the Greek House. Uh, it's in Burien, Washington. Um, and the coolest part that I always like to tell people whenever I talk about the restaurant is that it actually was my parents' dream to have this. We've we've uh, I grew up in the restaurant business. I grew up in the hospitality business with my parents. Uh, my first job was a horse groomer, which makes no sense. So my second job was in the restaurant business. Um, other than when I was like a kid, right? Like we were gophers. We had a, we had a little mom and pop greasy spoon diner that we took over in, um, Mount Vernon, actually it's called the coffee corner. I think it's still open today. If I remember correctly, I've been up there a couple of times. Um, it was beautiful. My, we got to just really have a fun time. One of my dad's favorite, favorite things is breakfast, um, he really, really loved it, and that was our first experience working as a family in a restaurant kind of uh, situation. Uh, and then I found out that it was my dad's dream, my mom's dream. They wanted to one day open their own restaurant from the ground up and just really do that. Like, uh, my mom grew up in a family who um, they kind of lived – her mom lived through the Great Depression, uh, and so they kind of had this mentality all of her childhood, like, hey, you, you eat what you can and you do what you can with what you've got. Uh, and so my mom is working on a cookbook. I'm not going to say the title because it's very special to her and I want her to, you know, keep that until she makes it. Um, but it's based off conversations she had with her mom. And my dad, his father uh, owned five coffee shops in Greece growing up as a kid. So my dad, same kind of thing uh, I was. He was a gopher, 
learned very quickly, like the kind of stuff you wouldn't buy and then would go buy it. And like, here's twenty dollars. Go buy some tomatoes, you little shit. Um, so, hey, is this a family friendly podcast? Do I have to worry about that? Is your sorry? I legitimately did that for your reaction. I love you. I apologize. Yeah, yeah so the only one that's going to care is my grandma, and she, you know, she'll fall asleep halfway through. So it's fine. I love you, grandma. I was so nice to meet you finally. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's going to cry hearing herself called out on the show. Oh, but she was so sweet. Uh, That's my she point. should be. Should, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyhow, so yeah, no. So he grew up with my dad, and so he learned like he was carrying coffee. You know what I mean? To different people up and down the street, and kind of waiting on tables because in Greece, you know, they don't have child labor laws. They're like, what are you eight? Can you see over the counter? Sick. Here's a paycheck. Get out of here. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I never knew it was that their their big thing. So when my dad finally retired uh, from the hospitality business as food and beverage director and what have you, he he took about I don't know three months, constantly cleaning the house, cooking three meals a day, losing his ding dang mind, and decided he needed to open his restaurant. He was ready to do it, and so that's that's where this was born from. Um, the cool part is being an adult. You know, I got to be there to actually help. Like financially and with time and effort building everything, putting in design, like the logo, uh, a dear friend of mine named Dean helped, helped with that, uh, put it together. And then I did the color scheming and did the fonts and kind of put it all into one copacetic piece. Uh, and the favorite part for me, and we talk about this a lot was, uh, like you said, the, the creation of the bar menu. Um, that was obviously the most fun I had. Right. Like the other stuff was cool. Um, and transparently the most fun is honestly seeing my parents dream, like realized like those moments, you kind of see them get all teary, like we did it our legacy. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, cool. I'm still fat. Thanks. Um, <laughs> mostly because of the food. That's what I meant by that. Like I said, I'm lazy. It's fine. I can exercise. It's not their fault, but you know, whatever. It's good food. What are you going to do? Um, uh, but the fun part was when my mom looked me in the eye and said, Hey, I know how much you love cocktails. I know how much you love going out to bars and stuff and we need to build a really cool menu we want to be we don't want to just be your standard greek restaurant offering the basics like we want to we want to actually have some fun spots to bring people in so we went all over seattle and even a little bit in portland but mostly seattle uh, bar hopping which is not something i don't think i'd ever thought i'd do with my mom like my mom was a cool mom growing up you know she we played halo together and like she loved playing halo with us uh, she would be the one who'd be like, hey, you kids can't stay up late and have trash, but here's a Domino's pizza and some nerds row. Fuck off. Um, you know, it was good times. Um, so I never thought that I would actually go bar hopping with my mom, but we did. And we had a lot of fun uh, kind of trying different cocktails and looking for ones we really liked, making a list of them, and then taking them home and trying to recreate them with a Mediterranean twist, right? Like, uh, we've got a Metaxa stinger. Obviously, that's pretty much, you know, like a tequila stinger or whatever else, right? Like, just a quick shot back thing. But we just do it with Metaxa instead. Um, there's a, one of my favorites that we did is we had... Uh, have you heard of a hot Charlotte? Yeah. So, we made a hot Charlotte, and then instead of putting hot sauce in it, we um, focused more on, like, the elderflower and the citrusy side of the Mediterranean and Greek aisles and kind of brought that a little bit more forward um and the cucumber uh, everybody really loves mm -hmm. the cucumber it's so funny you know it, it, 
as somebody who's been to a lot of bars, like I know what a hot Charlotte is and I've been, you know, in the South and I've been all over the place. Like I, I, I know what these drinks are, right? Uh, but seeing people who've never had them and then think this is like this amazing Greek, you know, feat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. It's like math, right? You're welcome. <laughs> well, like, okay. Uh, I don't, I don't want you to discredit yourself there though, because I feel like, especially these days, uh, everything's either like, you know, you got the classical classic style drinks, modern, either like a real classic or a modern classic. And then you have, um, people doing like some original stuff, but for the most part, it's people find a drink they like or a style of a drink they like, and then they riff off of it to like, you know, build up their own, own thing. They, they put their own twist on it. Sure. And that like, like, yeah, you're paying homage to this, this more classic drink in a lot of, uh, a lot of times. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not your own creation and your own creativity, right? Um, so, you know, they're, they are really house drinks. They're really, you know, your creations. Like, yeah, you took inspiration. Sure, everyone does. Um, but, you know, uh, you should take credit for them uh, where credit's due anyway. I appreciate that, buddy. That, that means a lot. It, it, it definitely was a lot of fun for us um, to do. And it's true, we did. We tried really, really hard to focus on taking you know i know that there's like that terribly classic adage of like hey you know don't reinvent the wheel that type of thing mm-hmm. uh and we tried to do that we tried to say like hey these are really good things there's no reason for us to necessarily change a lot about this let's just take the stuff that is flexible that we can make or or add that kind of a greek twist or greek flair to um i was trying to pull up uh, one of the cocktails that we did my mom and i together that she really really likes oh it's the uh, so uh it's called an Ionian Sea um, and that's the one that was based off of the Greek Charlotte or the, the sorry the hot Charlotte uh, and it's Hendrix gin uh, elderflower liqueur cucumber and lemon uh, and so we, we tend to go a little heavier on the gin and the cucumber side and then obviously finish with the, the elderflower and the lemon to kind of bring out that aromatic side with the sweetness at the top um, but it's it's funny you you bring up that everyone loves the cucumber right because uh mm-hmm. when you were starting to talk about the um the the drinks original like greek twist drinks i was going to bring up that specific drink because it was my favorite one we had yeah uh, right here it's just so good it is I, it's it's refreshing it's light like i i it's one of those that you know like you talk about certain drinks you want to have like certain times of the year right like it's the middle of november i'm not going to want a mojito necessarily um, but I don't mind having an Ionian C because it's not, it is refreshing, sure, and it is kind of a lighter, crisper one, but it's one that's still crisp, like having a salad. I don't, it's terrible to compare your cocktail to a salad, but I think you get what I'm getting at there. I do. And I mean, it is a classic combination, uh, mm-hmm. Hendrix and cucumber. Um, you know, did you say you use totally. lemon in there? Yeah, we do. So that's, a, that's actually a little different. Um, mm-hmm. you know, most... Most of the time, when I'm thinking cucumber and gin, I'm gonna I'm gonna default to lime juice. Right. Uh, so, um, and it works. It works really well. It's a fantastic drink. Uh-huh. Um, I was telling you earlier about the Menteca sidecar that we have. That's the one we use. Uh, we use seven star for that. You can use five star. It's just why would you? Sorry, I don't, I don't be rude. Menteca is really good. A lot of people like it. Uh, a lot of people also say that you should only drink twelve star above. I get it. But seven stars really good, uh, and so we use that with control, and then we mix in a little bit of either we make a fresh sour mix, my mom does, 
uh, and then we'll do some muddled orange and serve it in a sugared rim, and that's our Metaxas sidecar. Yeah. Um, we also do, I mean, we just serve a Paloma, because everybody loves Palomas. Uh, Don't even have to change that. I mean, that's just like a yeah. class. That, that's what I said. Like, it was just like we just, drink. Yep, yeah. that's just on the menu. Um, uh, what was the one that my mom really was very proud Oh, this one. Uh, so there's one that my mom made that she was so proud of. She was like, I'm naming it after me. Uh, mom, if you ever hear this, I love you. I'm sorry that I called you out like this, but, uh, it's called the Greek goddess. Um, right. Like, she's uh, <laughs> like, mom, one year, you're, you're an Irish girl from Jersey. So sure. But you know, go with it. The Lean story in. of that makes it so much better. Right. I, like, I'd, I'd never, I'd never heard that. I've had the drink, but I didn't mm-hmm. know. I didn't know the story. Oh yeah. No. I mean, to be fair to my mom, we had just come home from four different bars. So at that point she, I mean, to her credit, like, again, I actually really like what she did here. It's a little sweet for my taste, but we know mm-hmm. that about me. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you and I, and I think a lot of people that are like into cocktails, um, in a way that goes beyond just like, I like going and having an old fashioned every now and then, you know, whatever, sure. you know, I order a cocktail before dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a certain point, your palate shifts more towards the bitter end uh rather than the the you know sweet and sour um side and that's not universally true but i just know a lot of people after you know a a certain mark of like falling down the rabbit hole it's like nope i don't i don't like these sweet drinks anymore just give me whiskey and bitters and that's it (laughs) that's where i usually end up if i'm like if i don't know what i want to have to drink at night i'm like right my stomach's kind of upset i'll put some bitters in this whiskey and feel better later well the thing is like once you fall down the amaro rabbit hole you're just like "Eh, bitter the more bitter the better yeah just that's true let's just pour some campari down my throat and (laughs) have a good time Oh no! Oh, no sorry, no. I, don't, I don't mean to. I, don't, whoops, whoops. I, I got us off track there, but it's a, it's a little sweet for your taste. But yeah, it, sorry, I'll, I, I'll tell you I, what's I, in it. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying, I, w- I would agree with you there, but um, it's still yeah. it's balanced. I think for the most part, it's it's yeah. good. As I said, like I think I think for somebody who came home from three bars, uh, was a little cheeky and a little you know like red cheeks you know type thing to come up <laughs> with something like this. I was pretty proud of her, but uh, it was uh, it's absolute citrus. Uh, mm-hmm. Pomegranate liqueur, rose geranium liqueur, soda water, a little bit of simple, and then fresh lemon juice. Um, so the lemon juice, obviously, for me, was at least, I was like, yeah, maybe a little bit heavier on that. Maybe not so much simple for me. Because um, yeah. the rose geranium liqueur is incredible. Like, I'd never had anything like that before. And that actually, that was that was pretty impressive. It um, really makes the drink. That with the citrus. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I think the, the Sky Vodka is a little bit sweet on its own you know it doesn't necessarily need a lot of sugar on it but um yeah yeah i think she was trying to go for essentially kind of a a a persephone vibe right like everybody knows our little little garden goddess yeah um you guys had a persephone on the menu for a while didn't you uh we did that was my fault okay um i was trying to make a hades and a persephone and i think at one point we settled uh because i was actually trying to make one called paradisio and I was trying to combine them in their little weird ways. Like, cool, here are things that are kind of smoky, spicy, underworld flavoring. And then we have these nice rose geranium kind of... Uh, I did use gin. I used the Hendrix gin with that one, too. Um, but w- that was right before COVID happened. And so we were really excited. Like, we were trying to do essentially kind of a Greek mythos 
um, edition where we were going to do different cocktail. Uh, That's right. Every week and be like, cool, this is our featured cocktail this week, and it's about this gun. And, you know, have a little snippet about their their background and what have you and why we built it around what we did. And then COVID happened, and it was like, well, maybe not. Because at the time, they weren't allowing people to do, like, to-go cocktails or anything, right? So we were just, what are we going to do? Um, so one thing I want to I wanna get into before we move on. Um, sure. You mentioned building the bar. Um, obviously, you guys went and bar hopped around Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, Portland, mm-hmm. wherever. Um, and just, like, tried a bunch of different stuff. I know you well you are my like entry point or were my entry point to the seattle speakeasy scene Mm -hmm. and i know you have a lot of uh insight into those bars um so i'm just i'm curious what um let's just start with like what bars did you use as like your um kind of sphere of influence i want to i i eventually want to follow this train of thought down to like your thoughts on different bars in that area um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but i want to start with just like ones that you have taken inspiration from totally uh so one of the places that i spent a lot of the time or a good chunk of my time in was um uh ballard and so i took my mom to ballard right off the bat and the reason for this is actually more because i wanted to get my mom used to a hip bar scene Right. She was really, really big on wanting to make sure that the restaurant wasn't just a spot where people could go and, you know, mm-hmm. they had Greek food and they left. Like she wanted it to be a place people wanted to visit. Um, Burien is actually there are a lot of young people in Burien and it was a great way for us to try and bring in that crowd. Um, and we do. We have we still have a lot of really great regulars who come in and, and they're used to going into Seattle and they don't have to as often, which is kind of nice or, you know, before COVID again clarify before the old times um <laughs> the dark sorry times. yeah <laughs> anyway um so we went to uh, i took her to uh the bastille the back bar at the bastille because that was just one of my favorite places to go and the first thing i wanted yeah. to do was just get used to the atmosphere like hey you don't go out to bars a lot in fact you haven't since before i was born according to dad so let's 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 get into that atmosphere uh, and so we started there, and one of the first things we did was we had an old-fashioned. Uh, they make a great old-fashioned there. They also make an amazing Sazerac. Um, that's actually the place, the first place they ever had a Sazerac, transparently. Uh, Their Sazerac is is very good. Yeah. And I wanted my mom to get a feeling for that. Uh, and it's funny because I think we've talked about this before, and I know we'll probably touch on it later, uh, but old-fashions are what I judge all of our bartenders on. Uh, this is a little secret that if anyone ever hears this and then applies to work at our restaurant, they're going to know flat out now. They're going to, oh, got him. <laughs> that like, guy. Oh, it's that guy. That asshole. Ah. Um, spit his drink. Farva. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but so we went to the back, the back bar of the Bastille. That was the first spot we went and just kind of set the tone, set the mood. I wanted her to get used to it, get an idea, have a good, strong clock. Because, you know, the other thing is the more you drink in a night, like, some people have a really good tolerance, and so they can go for a while before it doesn't matter. Other people, right. you want them to have something they enjoy first so that when they're like, oh, I'm on my third Negroni, they're not going to know the damn difference between, you know, grape soda and Sprite at that point. So, Right. Um, the next one we went to, actually, I'm trying to remember the name now because I don't think they're open anymore. 
Mm. Which is too bad, too, because I actually really like them. They might be. I'm double-checking here real fast, transparently, because I... I mean, so <laughs> one of the places I took her to show her what we weren't going to set up, even though I love this bar, is actually um, uh, King's. We went to King's Hardware. Um, oh, King's Hardware is great. It is. It's amazing. It's just not what we were going to have as a bar scene. And I would be like, right. okay, mom, cool. You here? This is this is, this is is the other half. And she's like, oh, this is... Well, I mean, this is a lot of fun, Dimitri, but this has nothing to do with that. Exactly. I want right. you to know that now. We're gonna, we're not, we're not gonna be like this, okay? We're not gonna set up ski ball in the back of the bar, uh, which is too bad too, because it's a lot of fun. Like I said, this is not a knock on Kings. I love Kings. Right. I always try to either start or end my night at Kings. Right. Um, but the next but again, one was you get, you guys aren't yeah. a bar, right? You are a no, exactly. Uh, you're a Greek restaurant with a bar, exactly. Uh, and so what I ended up taking her was actually to, uh, uh, it is still open, thankfully. Sorry, I wanted to verify though. Uh, it was Percy's and Company. I haven't been there actually. Oh, it's super cool. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, hip little hangout in Ballard, like you said. Um, and again, they've got artisanal drinks. Is what they kind of tout themselves as new American and artisanal drinks. Uh, and so I wanted my mom to again get that out of like, cool. Here's a bunch of stuff you've never heard of, you've never had before, and I want you to try these kinds of cocktails. Uh, and she loved it. She had a great time. Uh, I think we ended up also going to um, the Hotel Albatross. Have I taken you there? Have you been there? Uh, I have never been there, and I really want to because I know uh, it's the home to uh, many, many a classic cocktail. It's it's also one of the best tiki spots I've been to in Seattle. Um, okay. It's it's so you know how we we love Devil's Reef. It's like my favorite spot in Tacoma. Yeah. This would be where I would go in Seattle for anything tiki related at all. Period. Okay, that's. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely interesting. We'll have to stop by. Oh yeah, no. It's uh, there's actually a drink. <laughs> they have a thing. They're like, oh, this is this is a it's a rum bucket. It's like a fishbowl type rum bucket type thing that you have to have yeah, four yeah, people yeah. to have. Like a scorpion bowl kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. And I okay. laughed at him, and he went, "All right, fine, whatever." Like you and uh, you've been here enough. I will not say the bartender's name. Good dude. I'm not going to throw him out there. Uh, We're uh, probably going to be a little bit before they allow people to do shared drinks again, but. Well, yeah. See, there you go. So I'll just have to order one for myself. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's how that works, right? That's, 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 how, that that's how that works. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, no, we should. Yeah. I, I'm always down for a tiki night. You know that. Oh, totally. Uh, so we went We went to Hotel Albatross. We went to Percy's Company. We went to King's. And we went to the back bar at the Best Deal. And that's mm. where the majority of the spots that I took my mom kind of give her a wide variety there is another one that I think we we stopped by. We weren't able to actually get a drink at because of how busy they were. I just can't. That's the one that I really, really can't remember. Um, it's a smaller spot. Mm. My mom at one point was like, why don't we go to the Matador? And I'm like, nah, mom, I love you. That's not what we're here for. Um, Admittedly, probably more similar, though. It was. What, it, what the restaurant actually is. Yeah. And, a and restaurant bar. Totally. And, and to, to my mom's credit, um, we ended up going there in Tacoma. Yeah. Uh, and that's that. That's 100% true. That's where a lot of her, her kind of, you know, inspiration for a lot of stuff as far as decorations and how we end up actually doing stuff there is concerned. So that's that's a fair point. Um, but then the uh, next night we went to ZigZag. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. And I said, we're going to start at ZigZag. And she said, why? I thought you loved ZigZag. Why wouldn't we end at ZigZag? And I was like, because I need you to get uh, a, a great craft experience. For those who yeah. don't know, ZigZag Cafe has... In numerous accolades uh, been featured multiple times in Men's Health Esquire um, 
number of different magazines. Uh, Murray Stinson was one of the uh, bartenders that really, really brought them on the map. Um, he's incredible, fantastic individual. Um, yeah, he's the one uh, credited with rediscovering the last word, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and rightfully so, I'll tell you what. Um, but he was also to be mm-hmm. to be clear, he didn't invent it. He no. rediscovered it. Um, Correct, because it is a, a very old cocktail. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, so I'm trying to find. Uh, I was going to show you a little bit thing here. Oh no, <laughs> and somebody. Anyway, um, I was trying to pull up a little bit about Murray to just give a little bit more background on him. But the point is, we went to this bar because uh, they were known for if you got to sit at the bar. Uh, obviously you got to watch the bartenders work. And so that was just fun and an experience. So you got to see just masters of their art making it less about cool. I'm going to make this cocktail more about, I'm going to make an experience for this person. And so you got to hear stories about uh, what, not only like where the different liquors or whatever they were using came from, because they didn't use mixers. They only ever used other liqueurs. If it was required, some kind of a mixer, right? Like, Oh, this requires maraschino cherry. No, it sure is not going to get that maraschino syrup. We're going to go right here. And you know, uh, get a maritime liqueur that we're going to bring in from here or what have you. That was first place I had for Net Bronc. Um, which you mean, uh, mint and cigarette butts? Yeah, well, I mean, you know. I, I'm going to catch a lot of hate for that, but I just, I can't. That's that's my limit on the Amaro scale. I, I'm going to make you the cocktail that he made me because that's the other half of this is he made me a cocktail. Oh, there. no, 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 no. I, I love it in cocktails. I think okay. it works yeah, yeah. great I, as it's an true, It's trash. Okay, that's I'll my, catch hate for that one, point. too. That's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Burn <laughs> us both alive at the stake. I don't give a damn. And if you're yeah. going to do it, make sure it's with cigarette butts. And- <laughs> 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 at, least, at least we're justified on the way down. There, there you go. There you go. Uh, um, anyway, yeah, sorry. The, the other thing I want to I wanna point out mm-hmm. before, before I let you get back to um, talking about zigzag. Yeah. Um the bar is kind of designed to around the sitting at the bar experience. Um, they have a gigantic horseshoe bar that wraps, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, it, it's not a big bar, so it should, there shouldn't be that much bar seating, but because of the way they designed the room, there's, there's quite a bit of it. Um, granted, if you're not one of the first, you know, 20 people in line at the beginning of the night, you're not going to get one of those seats. So show up at four and they open at five, but, um, they actually won't even let people properly line up for it until 4.45. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And we found that out the hard way. <laughs> oh, no. I just remember <laughs> when we were across the street, well, not really, mm-hmm. down down the block, uh, Bathtub Gin, uh, yep. another great um, great cocktail bar in, in downtown. Oh, incredible. Um, super good. We we got there at, what, quarter after four, and they opened mm-hmm. at five as well. <laughs> and we stood in this, like, janky, um, part, like, paid parking lot in an alleyway in downtown <laughs> Seattle so with like homeless people walking by <laughs> as we wait for the bar to open. Oh, uh, it was You great. got 10 bucks? Was... No, bro, I got to buy a cocktail in here. I don't got nothing. Yep. 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 Oh, sorry. That was funny. Um, that made me oh, yes, giggle. Uh, zigzag. Um, yes. Uh, so um, we, we went to Zigzag. Like I said, we sat at the bar and my mom got to see what it was like to to watch those happen right like 
she got to see people making drinks, like I said, and like and, and talking to it. That was the other fun part. Like, hey, what are you making right now? And they'd be, oh, I'm making it. Well, have you ever had this? No. Boom, 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 boom. Suddenly you had a mini one sliding down the bar in your direction. So you could get a taste of it, right? Like you could have, it, it, was, it was the coolest experience I think I've ever had at a bar since. Like we've had a lot of fun at a lot of bars, That's don't get me wrong. Man. But just, just the fact that the bartenders wanted you to care about what they were doing and taste things you'd never tried without a care you know what i mean like it was like hey man cool so for that right. sample of that cocktail it was like 250 three you know what I mean? didn't didn't give a damn like it was awesome yeah. um yeah. and my mom loved it she fell in love with every drink she had there and the cool part was is that zigzag also usually had um a kind of mediterranean flavor menu right like they had hummus and pita they had uh mediterranean salad they had lamb shank stuff like that so it was mm. the perfect timing it's not something they have on the menu all the time but it is something they try to incorporate pretty regularly and so my mom got to have the experience of i'm gonna have a fun cocktail and some mediterranean style food so i get an idea of what i want this to be totally um, so we went there we also went to bathtub gin um just because super fun experience anytime somebody comes to visit in seattle if in the old times, uh, we would I would try and get us to go there. Um, they're uh, they're open again. They are. Just you know, I, you know, limited seating. You, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to stop by soon. I, I really I love that bar. Yeah, same. Um, uh, so we went there, and uh, the other bar we went to was actually Rob Roy. <laughs> Rob uh, Roy, oh yeah. man, the frat boy of cocktail bars. It was, and 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 I'm gonna be honest with you, it was it was more for me than anything. But I wanted my mom to see because they did. They, I mean, obviously they had a Rob Roy, right? Like they had uh, right. that cocktail. Um, which on on that point, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a, a an aside, but uh, Rob Roy, the first cocktail your mom ever made for me. Yeah, isn't that uh, funny? We were like sitting, uh, that we were sitting at the bar anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, right. She may have made some of the ones where we were at the table, but yeah. Yep. Anyway, sorry. I didn't, mean, cr- I didn't no. mean to interrupt. It was just a fun, fun little. You were totally fine, my man. Um, but that's exactly it, is that it was a, uh, a, uh, a fun night. It was a, 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 a good time for my mom to just get a, a wide variety of different kinds of cocktails uh, I was trying to see if I could find one of the ones that we ended up getting there. But I don't know if they have it. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we serve chamomile tea at the restaurant. Okay. And uh, I have not yet found a proper cocktail. I feel good enough adding chamomile tea to. Uh, but they had there the they had um, a variation at the time of their Rob Roy Gunpowder Punch. Okay. Uh, obviously, it has allspice rum. Um, black pepper uh, and they also, also put gunpowder in things. it yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially it's a, it's a, it's a they tiki put, drink they put actual gunpowder in it that's what it says um, okay. not not gunpowder tea that's exactly it it doesn't say that but that's what it was in it it's the gunpowder oh, okay. tea uh, and so that's what I was trying to tell my mom like hey let's do something fun with this like let's make some kind of a weird twist on an Athena where you know we know she's the wise god who loves tea and all this other crap great let's find a way to mix that in let's make a, a tea <laughs> cocktail we just never got around to it um, she was having too much fun, you know, with all the other stuff. Uh, that being said, we did end up coming up with a basic, you know what I mean, format for one that we were going to do, like I said, with mm-hmm. that whole mythos line. And uh, when restaurants get a chance to really go back to what we're, what we'd like, 
and once we can start kind of focusing on that again, we'll probably end up doing that to truly try and, and get people reacquainted with the restaurant, right? Like, obviously, totally. we've been blessed with some amazing regulars and amazing community who take care of local restaurants, and we loved it, and we love doing the same thing, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's been... I mean, obviously, it's been a hard year for, for everybody, but I've, you know, especially the hospitality industry and yeah. small business owners that are trying to, trying to, um, get by on that. Um, if you don't mind, why don't, why don't we oh. dive into that a little bit? Um, sure. You know, if you can, if you can share like how this year, uh, affected you guys, cause, um, you know, obviously having to close down for a significant period of time that, mm-hmm. that changes the business model, uh, significantly. Totally. Um, it, it, uh, how do I say this? We, when, when COVID first hit and restaurants had to make some, you know, some kind of quick decisions on how things were going to be handled, uh, we decided to go all in on shutting down. We were like, you know, we've done a a really good job building this place out, uh, to be pretty, pretty self, um, sufficient. We, we, paid off all our debts pretty early in the first three years of being open. We were able to kind of close out all the debts we had on the restaurant, pay off all of our stuff so that the majority of the money that was coming in was obviously going towards our employees, uh, to keeping the place open and then profit from my parents. Right. Um, so we, we ended up shutting down and the first thing we did is we gave out all the perishable food that we had to our employees. We're like, Hey, Hey, take some lettuce, take some tomatoes. Like this stuff is not going to last. We, we don't want this stuff to go to waste. Like here's food. Uh, we immediately made sure that all of our employees were registered, uh, and signed off on everything we could for unemployment so they could collect unemployment as soon as possible and just shut our doors. And originally it was supposed to be for two weeks and then it turned into a month and then it kind of kept getting extended. And so when we found out that it was going to be a month, I went back to the restaurant with the keys because my parents at that point, um, they've been working on, on their retirement home and they want to retire, They're pulling kind of a snowbird, moving to Arizona, go down there when it's cold here type thing. Uh, so they were in Arizona at the time. And so I went over and we started going through the stuff that was in the freezer. Like, okay, what stuff do we realistically should not actually keep refrigerated beyond this? Like what stuff do we need to make sure? And again, same thing. Like, Hey, I'm going to call in this person, that person, like, Hey, here you go. Here you go. Let's make sure that you can use this. Like we, we just don't want it to go to waste. Uh, same thing with our cleaning supplies. We had no idea when we'd be open again, so we kept the bare minimum to make sure that the restaurant itself was clean and sanitized. And it's like, hey, do you have bleach to keep your house clean at home? No, take this with you. Make sure you're keeping your house clean. Make sure you're, you know what I mean, like keeping your stuff taken care of. Uh, and then after a while, it became that weird space where it's like, okay, restaurants can open for, like, to-go stuff. We can't really do, you know what I mean? Like, and we weren't going to we we're still a small, a small kind of mom and pop shop. So we weren't able to find a real justification, uh, in like signing up with places like Uber and Lyft or, um, uh, DoorDash or anything like that, because those companies take a, a pretty big cut out of whatever it is that you're selling. So you either have to raise your prices to kind of match that, uh, or suffer. And so we were in a place where it's like, we don't, we don't necessarily need that. It's not necessarily going to help us in the long run. So let's, let's not. Uh, and then my parents and I had a talk and we went through and designed, uh, the current menu that's on the website, which is, a uh, 
what can we make quickly? What can we make easy? And what can we make that people can take to go and enjoy, right? Because we, we really, really, really pride ourselves in creating a, a fun atmosphere in the restaurant. And that includes the food. Like everything that's served is, we make open face euros, right? We don't, we don't make wraps. We make open face euros. So they're huge. They're properly portions that you have a whole plate in front of you. The downside to that is, one, doesn't fit great in a to-go box. And two, that method doesn't lend itself to as good of freshness, right? Like the wrap model at that point is better because then everything's kind of tightly concealed and so you keep all the heat and everything. It's not coming out in that same way. So we had to make some changes to just what we were making and how. Um, and, and it's been substantial. Like we've, 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 we've been fine. Um, we shut down again in December to just kind of when, when things were beginning to escalate and everybody was getting sick again, it was like, hey, we don't need to be open. Let's make sure our employees are safe. Let's make sure the community is safe. We don't want to create a hotspot for anything. Um, we got regularly tested to make sure that just in case, you know, like anytime you could go sign up for the free test, let's go do it. Let's just go make sure that we're still taking care of everybody. Uh, <clears throat> it's been hard, moreover, less from a business standpoint as far as like profit and stuff is concerned and more from what we were building the restaurant to be. The community of restaurants in, in Burien is is a very tight-knit group. Um, and so, I mean, you have a lot of regulars that it's like, cool, Mondays we go here, Tuesdays we go here, Wednesdays we go to the Greek house. There's, you know, that type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. We had live Greek music that came in every Friday. Like, we had a we had a, a theme, an atmosphere, an experience that we like to provide. And that's, that's more what's kind of hurt, especially my parents. Yeah. My parents are very social people. They're very outgoing. Uh, I mean, like, like you've seen, we've had, uh, nights where we would have live music and my parents were dancing around the restaurant and singing to each other from across the way. And you know, that whole thing, Oh man, the, the memory of, I think it was the first, first or second time I was at the restaurant and, um, yeah, it was live music. Uh, we're, we're sitting at our table and I just hear this, this old Greek guy, <laughs> just belt out from across the room just just start like singing the top of his lungs and i look over and see your dad just like living his best life uh yeah. and it, it was so so good and your mom comes over and yeah they, they start dancing and mm-hmm. um then other some other people get up and they're dancing with them and it's just it was beautiful it was it was a great experience um and yeah i can i can see that 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 kind of you know, I think it's the thing that that a lot of people are missing uh, through through this last year. Sure, um, is that that cultural element, you know, um, yeah. and, and and that that social element, and yeah, you know, it, we're surviving, we're getting by, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and you know, for better or worse, whatever. But but one yeah. thing we just don't have anymore is is that 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 beautiful culture, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And and seeing people's personalities come out in a stage like that um where it's not even performance right you know it's just that's just who they are it's that's something right. you don't see uh you can't see um it, it yeah it's we gonna had be a, a good day when we yeah when we can get back to that i agree because we we had a lot of regulars we had a lot of greek regulars which is i think yeah. one of the the coolest honors for us right it was, it was like hey this is stuff my grandma used to make when i lived in the village like they would tell us like this is so good this reminds me of home such a piece of nostalgia that yeah like i said you know we we danced around the restaurant we would have entire lines of greeks come in to help sing and dance because they had so much fun and it was a home for them that's the other half of this is that like 
I think what a lot of people miss about these kind of social events that we had is that there's, like you said, that kind of a cultural piece that brings that nostalgia out. Yeah. You know, being in America, we have beautiful, beautiful opportunity for that. We have those moments of being this wonderful combination of cultures all over the place and being able to celebrate the beauty and diversity of our country. Uh, and there are those moments where you have those places where that gets to come out and really shine and showcase. And that was what we loved about a restaurant. And mm -hmm. not having that has been hard. Uh, I think especially on my dad, if anybody, you know. Yeah. We, well, uh, especially having all of those Greek regulars because your your dad you touched on earlier grew up mm. in Greece right he didn't correct you know he didn't move over here till he was in his 20s right um, uh, 19 yeah 19 okay yeah, so almost, almost. Um, so he spent you know all of his adolescent years all of his formative mm -hmm. years over there um, that's got to be hard moving over here he was in uh, New York was it um, for a while or New Jersey uh, Florida and then Cal uh, California Florida, okay. Yeah. Um, I knew your mom was from New Jersey, so I just assumed yeah. he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's a whole funny story. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. No. Um, but my point being, you know, he spent all his life over there, so having all of those Greek regulars, I'm sure, is a really, like, comforting thing for him. It's like this little piece of home that he lost that he's found again, right? Yeah. It's exactly it. It was, you know, him getting to sit around and share stories of my yaya. Um, she passed away this last year. Uh, and it, it was hard because he couldn't go home. He, uh, with COVID and everything, he, he wasn't allowed to go home. And they weren't allowed to transport the body or, or anything. He had to kind of do everything remotely and from afar. And so having the restaurant, he was, I mean... 90% of the recipes we have in the restaurant are either hers or my mom taking them and changing them slightly to me more my mom. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Right. Um, and so that was my dad's favorite thing to tell people. It was like, Oh yeah, my mom used to make this, you know, blah, blah. Uh, and he'd talk about his mom. And, uh, so then when she died, it was hard on him because he didn't, he didn't have either outlet anymore. You know, he didn't have the nostalgic outlet he had at the restaurant and he didn't have her to talk to about it. So, it was right. uh yeah it was a rough time and it's been a rough time but but like i said the other half of it is we're, we've got light at the tunnel right like people mm -hmm. are getting vaccinated my parents are vaccinated um which is great um they've they've been on top of everything that they possibly can be to to, to make sure that they're providing safety and comfort for people while while trying to be hospitable where they can so yeah no they're they're great people and it's a it's a fantastic place um Thank you. and yeah i i can definitely see why um traditional not traditional but you know people from greece um would mm -hmm. gravitate towards that restaurant over other greek or mediterranean restaurants in the area um just because the offerings are so different right you know you can get of course you know your euro or um uh what's um not shawarma why is my brain breaking right now but um you know your classic like falafel i can't well falafel of course no it's the the, the chicken skewers 
Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I never order, so I never remember what it's called. Right. I, I don't can't. Know. I can't. It's the thing I always get at like my Suvlaki. local, you know, fast food souvlaki. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Souvlaki. You. you know, you can get Euro souvlaki, like all of the classic mm-hmm. like fast food Greek stuff, right? But that's not what the menu there is about. You know, it's about the the braised lamb shank mm. and and the I mean even the falafel to an extent because your dad's falafel is fantastic. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah. But you know these these traditional dishes that that take time and thought mm-hmm. and and effort and love and um and it it it's obviously different. You know, um, you. Yeah. it's not not meat on a spit that we you know will shave off with a bunch of cream sauce on top. You know, or right yogurt and whatever. Um, not that that's bad. I, I'm all, I'm here for that. It's delicious. No, no, no. It's delicious. No, there's no complaints I, here. Don't worry. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm here space. for that. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. it's different. You know, it's when you, it's a sit down dining, totally special experience, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. We actually won best of the. We've won. We've won best Mediterranean in the Northwest for a couple years now. Uh, but the first year we ever won was actually because of my dad's. Um, uh, squid um Ooh. can't remember what it's called now um that's gonna drive me nuts i i assume you don't mean calamari but i do i do mean calamari thank you actually oh, okay. that's what i meant sorry yes i did mean calamari and it was so funny because we did this whole big thing uh we were interviewed um for the news my dad was holding this giant plate of calamari he's so proud oh. like oh look at this jiggle doodle jiggle um i mean his calamari is fan is fantastic, right? It's right. it's very good, but it's it's calamari. You know, there's only so much you can do with fried. That's squid. what I mean, though. Like it's so funny. <laughs> like I'm like, did you try the lamb? Did you try the lamb? Try the lamb. What is? Well, now I'm thinking about the appetizer menu. What? Yeah. You you have two things. Mm-hmm. Um, the I can't remember what it's called. The it has the olive leaves. Um, oh, dolmadas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say that because it's. <laughs> and then whatever the the flaming cheese thing is. Ah, um, uh, yeah, 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 saganaki. Saganaki. Uh, mm-hmm. Those two are just unbelievably good. Oh, they really are. They really, really are. Uh, it's funny because I grew up as a kid. You know, like when your kids. I see other things. Like people miss this. I love mac and cheese. I love hot dogs and beans. Um, <laughs> SpaghettiOs is like a, a delicacy because I grew up on that stuff. I grew up on dolmas. I grew up on spanakopita and right tiropita and yigatis and you know all these all these Greek foods. And I'm like, man, yeah, I will mow your lawn for a box of craft right now. I do not care. <laughs> like, please, just just give me that nice like New York yeah. cheese slice right there. Like, let's just let's get greasy with it. We it was it was it was uh, it was Thanksgiving. My mom's like, hey, I'm trying something new, boys, and she made pumpkin bisque. I'm nine. I don't give a damn about pumpkin bisque. I'm like, what is this? Can I soup? Real, real talk, though. Your mom wants to invite me over for Thanksgiving. I'm there. Oh, no. It, it was delicious. <laughs> I'm in love with you right now. Like, since having had it, grown up as an adult who has an adult palate, it is damn fine. Damn yeah. fine. Anyhow, um, yeah, that was that was a hoo-ha. So it, it is. The, uh, the, the, I think the cool thing, too, about Saganaki is that we do it tableside. So mm-hmm. we light it on fire at your table. You get a nice big explosion of flame. Um, 
little kids love it. My daughter loves it. It's her favorite thing. <gasps> you know what I mean? Oh, we're going to catch mm-hmm. a fire, daddy. Uh, so great. I love it. And she doesn't sound like that, but whatever. She just kind of yells. It's fine. But yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those that I, I look forward to when we get to recreate that experience for people, for sure. Between yeah. our cocktails and our food and then just that atmosphere of being able to, once again, like to see my dad light up. I mean, we've, you know, we've had some restaurant or some, 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 uh, dine in now being at, I think, 50% technically, um, according to the state of Washington. And my dad is so much happier because Good, for him, man. it was never about the business from a, a business standpoint. It was making pe- food for people. He came out of retirement to do this. He didn't have to do this. He wanted to do this because that's what gives him life. That's what brings him joy is serving people and, and, and feeding them good food and seeing them eat and have a good time. Totally. Um, damn hero. So yeah. 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 Your, your father is, is honestly, uh, from, I, I haven't had a lot of interaction with him, but from, from mm-hmm. the time I've, I've spent with him, he, one of the more uh selfless people i've i've ever yeah. met and really just like you know his happiness is clearly derived from from making other people happy oh. um and it's just like seeing his, his face light up um when when he sees how much you love his creation is is incredible it's it's a beautiful thing i agree no thank you that means a lot it it really really does he uh i like I said, it's one of those that it's really, really cool being a parent and working hard to see your kid's dreams come true. Mm. It's a whole other experience to be a kid working to see your parent's dream come true. Like I just, I can never, uh, I will never be able to, I think, properly express what that feels like, what that felt like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's just, it's just different. I also got to tell Mark, by the way, the, the bottle of wine he sent for my parents, they adored it. It was so good. The one that he recommended when we went by the, yeah. the spot. Oh, yeah. they loved it. Both of them. My dad's not even a big white wine fan himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved it. So, Well, you brought up Mark. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to uh, bring up what he brought up because believe it or not, we brought you up on the last show. No, um, I, do, I, uh, I know that for a fact, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, and... Uh, he had kind words to say about Greek, the Greeks and Greek wine. Um, I have, as I said, uh, as one of my dear best friends whom I love so much and cherish dearly. Look, I can't be perfect. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. I have nothing against Greek wine in principle. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Bullshit, but fair. I've only tried it once, and it was that one time in the restaurant, and I don't even know what it was. It was something red, uh, yeah. and and really light. Yeah. Um, and it was fine, you know. Sure. It, it was fine. Sure. Sure. But I'm curious. Um, mm-hmm. One, I'm really curious to try the whites uh, from over there because I know like the minerality that they've got going on. Um, I just I imagine they're really crisp. They're interesting. I, yeah. I just knowing what I know about the water over there in the terroir, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I imagine the whites are really, in, really fantastic. Totally. Um, that being said more, what I'm more interested in than the wine itself is what stories you can tell us about, uh, the, the wine and spirit culture in sure. Greece and, and like times you you've had over there. Yeah. No, I I, uh, I I totally get that because for 
I'm going to be honest. You and I have had this conversation before, but I am not like, I'm not the guy who's like, Greek wine is the best wine you've ever had. Um, but to me it is, and it's not because of the wine. It's because of every memory I have around it. Like being in Greece, I, the water's great. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely very heavy in, in minerals. Uh, it, it goes through you in a weird way. Um, if your body's not used to it, I'll tell you what. I, I do remember last time you were over there, you like sent me photos and like your wrist was bloated up like double size because yeah. of all of the like salt and minerals and the mm-hmm. just normal drinking water. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I'm going to just have booze. Apparently that's all I need to have right here. That's the safe stuff. Um, but boy, when you start working and you start sweating, it comes out in droves. Oh boy. People are like, are you okay? No, I'm a salt lick now. I'm a human salt lick. Um, it's terrible. I'm sorry. But, uh, uh, no, we would, we would, we would, uh, anywhere, any restaurant you went to had wine. And that was, I think the cool part is there's a lot of outdoor eating and a lot of outdoor seating there. And they come out in these beautiful picture pictures. Um, a lot of it is table side, you know, just out of the bottle, but there were multiple times where we got the house wine and it was served in like a cold metal container almost like it wasn't cool cool but it was like temperature like outdoor temperature and I'm like, like, like mm-hmm. what are you doing um like, and it was amazing like metal metal container what do you like a jug what yeah 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 okay. sorry so like like a like and it's funny because I actually bought one and one of my exes took it <sighs> but um that's fine. I'll get another one. Um, but it was beautiful because they, they came up, they, they would bring water in one color and wine in the other color. And that was how you do the difference. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is so cool. Um, but it was, it was, it was, I think what made it delicious and what makes Greek wine so good and why so many people order it specifically at our restaurant, I think is kind of going back to that whole atmospheric thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's an experience, right? Like it's oftentimes it's nothing in and of itself that's like man this is amazing this right here is a wine i could sit and drink anytime nah but when you're having a slice of pasticcio and you're picking at some saganaki and you've got a glass of greek red as you know some old greek guys walking around singing it makes a difference suddenly it's like wow this is this is pretty good and i think it's because of the emotion it brings out um, I remember we were in, uh, <laughs> we were in Greece last time we took my daughter. She was, uh, she hadn't turned quite two yet. I think she was third, uh, what was it? Uh, 18 months, somewhere around there. She was still young enough that we didn't have to pay for her plane ticket, which was a delight. Um, uh, cause who boy, who boy, that's expensive. Uh, but she's a little international lady. Uh, so we went over to Greece and, uh, while we were there, I, I weighed a lot more than I do now, to be honest with you. And this is no knock to the person I'm about to name out loud. But we were in a <laughs> restaurant eating great food. Uh, we, we actually cleaned them out of wine. Like they were like, Hey, we, we actually don't have any more like at all. Like, it's not like we're going to cut you off. We, we just, we literally don't have any more. I'm going to tell you where to buy it. If you want to go buy some more yourself, but please we're done. We cannot give you any more wine. Um, I, we were with a family. Like I was there. My wife was there. Um, uh, our, 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 uh, my, my sister, her husband, their kid, my mom, my dad, you know, and my, my cousin. Um, we, there was a lot of us. So, you know, whatever. And you're uh, all, you know, you guys yeah and i'm gonna level with you it's not like greek wine is strong alcohol content wise like right you know like the stuff that's more fresh makes not gonna be quite yeah. as 
Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, but while we were there, uh, this this couple was watching us eat for a while. And at one point they said something and then we were standing there and the kids were playing and I started laughing because my sister's like, this is a rusted out swing set. Do you have your tetanus shot? Um, Vesper, do you have your tetanus shot? We were, you know, making a quick joke about it. And this couple comes up and says something to my cousin. He goes, yeah, sure. So he turns and puts his arm around me and the other guy comes and puts his arm around me and gives us the thumb, you know, does the thumbs up. So I'm like, sure. All right. So I do the thumbs up. And they go, thank you. We love you. Uh, great. You're so great, Mr. Galifianakis. And they walk away. And I'm like, the <laughs> fuck did he just say? And my cousin explained that many people that uh, we saw thought I was Zach Galifianakis uh, in disguise on this freaking vacation. Uh, so, yeah. Well, he's also lost quite a bit of weight recently, he has, so he, and you could just, probably still pass. I, I did. See, the thing is, I looked like a slightly skinnier Zach, well, a slightly chubbier Zach Galifianakis. So I looked like vacation Zach. I was like vacation Galifianakis. There, there you go. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Geez. It was so bad. Like, my cousin was dying. He thought it was the funniest damn thing. Was even good how how have I not heard this story before? That's amazing. I thought, who knows, man? Like, I thought we talked about it. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. But that was it. Like, it was so fun. And it happened more than once. It's not like it was, like, that one time. Like, granted, that was the only time I think we ever actually got, like, an actual picture. But, like, there were people that, like, I had a guy who pulled out his phone and was, like, trying to be stealthy and, like, take a picture of me. And I was like... And he laughed and walked away. And my cousin's like, hey, man, you think you thought you were Galifianakis too? I'm like, obviously. Who's going to take a picture of some fat white guy walking around otherwise? Who cares? Um, oh, man. That's so it good. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. So, I still am like, hoping to see those pictures like pop up in the internet somewhere. It's like, ah, oh, Zach Galifianakis in Athens in 2000, whatever. I'm like, oh, dog, it was, sure wasn't. <laughs> sure wasn't. Sure ain't. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they went and got him developed and were just like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't look anything like him. All of that Greek wine, you know. Mm, probably. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, while we we're a on the topic Ooh, sorry. of... Uh, uh, no, you, you can go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, while we're on the topic of, of, of Greek mm-hmm. wine and spirits in Greece, um, yeah, I know there's more to the drinking culture over there. Significantly oh, sure. more to the drinking culture there than just their wine. Um, uh-huh. Uh, I remember after your, I think it was your last trip over, um, mm-hmm. you brought back some, you somehow had a bottle of that you found, uh, on the side of the road. I uh, thought who, it was who Dasani. Knows where it, who knows I'd, where it came from? You know what I mean? You know, it's in the burned. same kind of bottle. It's not my fault. Exactly. Uh, may or may not have procured it. Just can't confirm or deny. I sure didn't. Um, That's for damn sure. Exactly. Someone else might have. Exactly. Who knows? Who knows where it came from? But um, this this Greek moonshine. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about it. <laughs> so uh, there's a th- uh, so Cipro Cipro uh, is uh, it's beautiful. It's very strong. It's usually ninety proof plus. Um, it's it's similar. It's in the same vein. We talked about this before. It's in the same vein as like Raki. Um, uh, they it's like an anise flavored spirit. Um, super good. Super 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 strong. Uh, and 
when you say usually 90 proof or above what what yeah. you really mean is usually like 116 proof or above and if you buy yeah. it at the grocery store it's going to be 90 proof ish yeah they, there definitely was a moment where the person the individual who who provided me this dasani bottle told me hey you should probably put this in glass soon <laughs> as it will eat through the plastic that is one thing I remember when we were pouring it is that mm-hmm. it was very thin walled, uncharacteristically thin walled plastic bottle. It sure was. It oh. sure. Since then, it's been moved to a white whiskey bottle. Everybody's like, oh, is that white whiskey? I'm like, yeah, try it. Watch what te- happens. It, it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, exactly. Except it's much closer to a brandy than it is a whiskey, but. You know, there's it's there's fine. no there's no grain in it, but no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, that was a, so so. Uh, There's a funny story about Rocky, actually. Um, my cousin and I were notorious for going out and drinking well after everybody was in bed. It's like, oh, it's what time? Ten o'clock. <laughs> Night, everybody. We're going out. Um, and we would go out and shut down bars. Like, what time is it? Two a.m. Great. I guess we've got to go home now. And. Um, Cousin, I love you. If you ever hear this, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but we went out drinking one night, and we we would keep pace. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna let my cousin out drink me, and he's not gonna do that to me. Like that's not that's not respectful. We we keep up, and uh, that was a mistake. It was a very big mistake. <laughs> it was a very big mistake. We stumbled. We stumbled up the street, and at one point he stops and he grabs me and he's like, "You are staying." that street and I went yes and he goes can you make it and I said god I hope so <laughs> and he was like I will wait I'm like nope you go because you're gonna fall asleep in the stairwell at this rate and we you know had a good laugh he went upstairs got up to his balcony and watched me and at one point he was leaning a little much I yelled at him anyway um got up to my apartment walked inside laid down I'm like man it's really hot in here it's so hot in here. I'm going to open this. Oh, I have to throw up. Uh, and then I went to the bathroom and just uh, cleaned out the pipes. Um, the next morning, he and I went to get coffee together, and we both had sunglasses on, and we both ordered very strong coffee and looked at each other, and I went, did you? And he goes, yeah, did you? And I went, yeah. And he goes, mm. well, let's not do that again. And I was like, I agree. We're too old for this shit. Um... For we at did least it again. Twenty-four hours. <laughs> we we did yeah we did it again, um, but I mean not quite this badly. Like we slowed down at one point. I was like, do Kid. you want to do this again? No, kids, yeah. this is a cautionary tale. Drink responsibly. That's right. What he said. Thank you. Uh, as a parent, I can tell you right now, kids, it's not worth it. I know it sounds good. It's not worth it. It's not at all worth it. It's not at all worth it. <laughs> We've all been there. It's not worth it. <laughs> There's, you will find religion. <laughs> if you don't have it, then that's what you will find it. You will, oh boy, in that moment. Oh, if, if there's not a God, you'll beg for one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Whew. Ha. Good times. <laughs> but it's not, I, you know what I mean? Like, again, just rolling back to the conversation about wine for a quick second. Uh, yeah, I know I'm yeah. talking a lot about the drinking side, of it, but it really is. It wine is a complement to what you're having. It's not designed to be something you get drunk on. There, it's designed to be something you enjoy with your food. Uh, I would just. Uh, mm-hmm. I, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I I would just argue that's 
really how wine should be enjoyed, period. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I think we can I, agree on that. I'm guilty of having wine outside of, you know, it's just like a casual drink. Uh, sometimes, sure. like, I could really go for a glass of wine, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, I think the way wine should truly be enjoyed and, and is enjoyed best is paired with food. Um, I think yeah. I think good food is made better by good wine, and good wine is made better by good food. I would agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I know that we've talked before. I mean, like you, you and I have shared a bottle of wine and a cigar more than once, mm. right? Like totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I do agree. I think that that's that's when I enjoy wine the most is when I just have good food with it. So. And I think, um, you know, everything has its place, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Like a, co- a I, I'm I'm big on cocktails, right? Sure. Um. But I don't necessarily think cocktail with a meal is the right pairing, right? Sure. Um, maybe a cocktail before, maybe a cocktail after. I'm a big proponent of cocktail with cigars, which I'm probably going to catch flack for because, you know, bourbon and cigars or, you know, whiskey and cigars is kind of the combo. But I really th- want to meet these people who are going to, like, throw hands over this shit just so I can be like, this is what you're upset about? This this right. is the thing you're going to throw hands on? Bro. <laughs> But have a cigar and calm down. It's the, it's the internet. Like, everyone's yeah, right. going. No, I know. Right. Um, but I personally yeah. think that, especially like a whiskey sour, right? Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. little bit of citrus, the touch of sweetness on there, um, creaminess of the egg white, the, the totally. bitters. Like, Ooh. I Ooh. just, I think it goes so well. Or actually, last uh, recently, we had... Um, a cigar night you know we had mm. we had steak we were having a good time afterwards had cigars made um gold rushes uh with rosemary mm-hmm. and that was incredible uh and it went so good with the cigar oh yeah it's just mm. I, I really think i i think the part that's important is just that touch of sweetness and the citrus i think the citrus cuts through the tobacco really nicely and it lets you appreciate both flavors more absolutely i would 100 percent agree with that that's i mean obviously because we did it but like again right 100 agree with that so right yeah i we haven't i don't think we've gotten into um tobacco much on the the nightcaps ever um so this is probably a first for the show um but could be interesting uh at some point to dive and dive more into um uh spirit um you know drink and and tobacco pairings whether that be pipe or cigar or whatever especially because i just i intentionally ordered some um special pipe tobacco to uh infuse with simple it make a tobacco simple syrup Ooh, because i wanted to try and i hope mm -hmm. it's in english yeah Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be it, it, that's the best way to get it, like just to, right. flavor wise. Well, yeah, because otherwise, pipe tobacco is gonna have a bunch of other shit in it. And, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I plan on making a nice uh, tobacco infused simple, so I can make some kind of smokier old fashioned, so that those nights where I can't have a cigar <clears> with mine, because it's a true. I I I'm right. same camp, one hundred percent. You know that. Like, you tell yeah. me, hey, let's have cocktails and cigars. I'm like, sick. Here's my lighter. We're doing this right, right now, right now, right, right now. Right now. Um, so. I'm going to throw you under, not throw you under the bus, but, uh, <laughs> go back to, um, taking, 
inspiration from bars we like, right? Yeah. Because uh, I know for a fact why you want to make that tobacco simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, and now mm-hmm. I really, now I really want to talk about that bar in bed. Oh, it's such a good bar. Such a that good was, bar. That wasn't. Um, I can never remember the name of the bar. Uh, <laughs> Random ass bar this. in the middle of downtown. Every time. Every, every time. Every single time we talk about this, I have to I have to look it up. But uh, I'm going to look it up. Um, you talk about the drink. So it's a, it's called a Romeo y Julieta. Uh, and it, it really is a uh, uh, essentially a, a kind of like a smoky old-fashioned is the way I remember. It's actually more of a Manhattan than an old-fashioned now that I think about it. Um, uh, but they make it with tobacco or nicotine infused, uh, simple. So, I mean, you do the tobacco, you'll get the nicotine in there for sure. Um, and, uh, one, they're legally allowed to only serve you two. And the reason it's called the dogwood, by the way, in case you're wondering, um, and we're just talking about it. That was, that was not the bar I was thinking of then. Oh, okay. I was dogwoods where I've had it. I was thinking of the steel. Oh, fair. Okay. Also good. Again, if you ever go to Bend, Bend is its own scene. Bend is amazing. Please love Bend. Uh, Austin and I constantly joke about one day buying a house in like Sun Lakes together and then just spending family summers in Bend. Dude, uh, we, I, could go to, I, we could go to the last uh, blockbuster on earth. Yeah, it's still there. It's still open. I've bought I, stuff from there. I know. It's amazing. Just watched the um, documentary about it tonight on oh, Netflix of all places. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, what are you going to do? Uh, but no, so they have the Romeo Julieta with tobacco-infused simple, uh, and it is super, super good. But like I said, they can only serve you two because the nicotine from the tobacco-infused simple will hit you so quickly that the combination of the booze and the nicotine, it, it I mean, it can make people drunk like that. So that's why they can only serve you two. I mean, also, they, they do do a good job of making it a pretty high alcohol content drink, so... Sure. You don't normally need more well, than two. And for anyone who's had a cigar and mm-hmm. drink of some kind at the same time, you know that when the nicotine hits and when the alcohol, like it's just everything is amplified at that point. Um, it's like getting crossfaded on any two intoxicants, right? Um, right. It's just they're going to amplify each other and you're going to fall asleep. Um, yeah. I should clarify but, to you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that was it. I was gonna say that, that theirs is uh, it's 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 it so the 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 Romeo Julieta is a an actual cocktail. The dogwood they just make it just slightly different because they make it a little bit more mojito forward. They make kind of a Romeo y Julieta mojito, which it is technically a mojito. Um, they just make theirs a little bit more so. So you get kind of I a smokier mojito. Yeah, it's 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 essentially just a, a mojito that they use. So it's soda water, crushed mint, silver rum, uh, hmm. and they use it rum infused with pipe tobacco. Um, but it's a mojito inspired cocktail. That's what I mean. Like it's it's essentially right. a mojito, but they they add to it, right? Yeah, uh, and they when put you, hibiscus when, liquor in it too. When you described it to me originally, I don't know why, but I I've always assumed for like years now, assumed that it was a um, a riff on either an old fashioned or mm-hmm. a julep. Yeah, the, the julep I get for sure. That that yeah. makes sense. It's funny because this is essentially what I based that Paradiso on. I was trying mm-hmm. to find a way of combining Hades, so smoky, um, kind of stronger flavors with that sweet floral flavor of the Persephone, and trying to find a way of blending them into that kind of moment. Uh, and this is what I was trying to do. I never got around to making it, but there was like for example, we were going to put an edible hibiscus 
flower in the drink. So it was this oh, beautiful, yeah. you know what I mean, like bouquet. It leaked the syrup into the drink, so you didn't have to put any extra sweeteners or anything weird in it. So um, I'm gonna came into I'm it. gonna give you your answer. All right, this this one's free. Mm. Uh, Lapsang Sushang tea syrup. Oh yeah, no, we you and I have talked about this, and we have yep. talked about the fact that I don't know how to make it, but you are gonna show me because I want that real bad. You make tea. Yeah. You brew a strong tea. Yeah. And then you make simple syrup with the tea instead of water so fun fact tried that um <clears throat> with uh chai tea recently yeah it went real badly for me how because I, I don't think i made the tea strong enough i don't know it was just watery it was not great <laughs> yeah you have to like really over extract the tea leaves for it to come through in a finished drink um mm-hmm. Because otherwise, yeah, it's just going to taste like... I did it with... I made a green tea syrup semi-recently... Or a green tea honey syrup um, semi-recently. It was pretty good, but in a... Like, on its own, you taste it. You're like, oh, that's green tea and honey. It's really tasty. But in a, in a finished drink, it just wasn't strong enough. I needed to infuse a lot longer. I see, like... See, what I want to kind of do is I want to... thing is, I like... I, laps, I like Lapsang Sushong. It's just more a matter of... It's not a Greek thing. And that's my oh, struggle. Totally. Is totally. I want to try and do it like with a Greek tea of some kind. <clears throat> what are <It's> just <laughs> Greek teas? <laughs> that's what I say. It's not like Greek tea. What, what's a Greek tea? Uh, chamomile. That's not. That's not exclusive to Greece. That's, that's all they got, really. Um, okay. Because I mean, it's uh, not. But you're 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 not gonna get smoky flavors out of the creamiest tea in existence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, no you're just not um, I, exactly so the, the the one i was going to originally use um was a mountain tea greek mountain tea um it's it's the problem is it's still in the in the chamomile family it's just a little more bitter and that's why i was going to use it it's because it has the bitterness gotcha. a little bit more well and most chamomiles are infused right um, sure. They've got other flavors and spices in them. That's what gives you that like chamomile flavor, the like sleep, sleepy time flavor. Um, oh, this is I some believe bullshit. I could I could be wrong about that. You can correct me, but I'm pretty. I've always assumed that was the case. Um, oh, I'm I'm pissed right now. <laughs> what? Sorry, I, because I found somebody already made a cocktail out of this fucking tea. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of chamomile teas out there, or Greek high rock mountain, whatever teas well, they out there. So they actually just call this Greek mountain tea, and that's the name of the cocktail. And I'm like, why? And it's because it uses the Greek mountain tea, or the 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 kind of like fancy whatever with the citrus mm. ironwort shepherd's tea, as they call it, and they mix it with whiskey. That's it. Yeah. That's not splash of metaxa or whiskey and a little bit of fresh lemon or honey to taste. Like that's it. That's all it is. And this is apparently something they use as medicine. Oh, get wrecked. I love grease sometimes. That's kind of like hot toddy-ish almost. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm like, ah, I'm going to make I'm going to make I'm going to make something. tea instead of water, but like I'm going to make yeah. something out of it. I'm gonna um, do that anyway. Okay, I want to I want to get back to the the bar for a second. Yeah, please. Um you touched earlier on um the old fashioned being your benchmark, right? Yeah. For for new bartenders. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of the stories, the horror stories, I should say, um, about those situations. But w- could you could you kind of dive into that? Absolutely. So uh, we we uh, we've had a couple times we've talked about this on our live stream, for example, right? Like we we know that I'm a huge fan of the old fashioned. 
Um, it's it's a classic cocktail. It's one of my favorites. Um, the thing is, is I hate the way modern day old fashions are made. And when I say modern day, what I should say is modern day like hotel or. Um, By modern day, you mean the way they started to be made around the like eighties. Yeah. Precisely. When the bar scene started picking up again. Right. Um, because I'm not a huge fan of fruit salad and I'm definitely not a fan of fruit salad in my cocktail. Uh, what? You're not a, you're not a, a bloody Mary guy. I actually am not fun fact. I am not a bloody Mary guy. Um, we have a Greek bloody Mary that we serve. That's in my opinion, it's still actually really good. We use Dimitri's <laughs> bloody Mary seasoning. Uh, we put bacon in it. It's delightful. We put pepperoni. um, real talk i don't like bloody mary's either so yeah it's fine. i just can't like, do it it's that's no. not a thing it's not a thing for there, me anyway there's a lot of brunch cocktails that are good but that's not one of them in my book but anyway yeah i don't get it like people are like oh man it's so good i'm like no no uh anyway what was i saying uh old fashioned uh, so old fashions yeah so i decided and my mom agreed to this early on because we went to zigzag and i ordered an old fashioned and it was beautifully made. It was served uh, neat. It didn't even have a cube in it. It was served neat. Uh, mm. And it had uh, a bourbon cherry, bourbon soaked cherry, uh, held over the top with the orange peel um, by a toothpick. Just kind of balanced on top of the glass, just suspended over it. It was wonderfully dri- done. Dripping the yeah. cherry juice into it. Oh, It was perfect. That's a great way um, to have it. That's what I mean. Like, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't top this. It's so good. I hate you. Um, but it was delicious. And so I showed my mom that and she goes, is this what an old fashioned is? Like, this is what an old fashioned should be. And that's what I told her. And so from that moment forward, she agreed that we wanted to make sure that the staple we based our drinks on, you you can make cocktails, you can follow a recipe all day. We don't serve an old fashioned on our menu. It's not on there. So people who order those, obviously they want them because they want them. And you... You do offer a full bar, though. Let's be clear. We do. Like, yeah, yeah, to yeah. clarify, sorry. We do offer a full bar. Um, and that's what I mean by, like, we don't have it on the menu. We offer a full bar, but it's not one of our cocktails. It's not we're like, cool, order an old-fashioned, order a Manhattan. Like, we don't have those right. on there. You can order them. But that was part of the, the question was, cool, I can I can give anybody a, a, a recipe list. And I can say, follow this and make a cocktail. And they will do it, right? Like, that's kind of the fun part for a lot of people, especially these days, is they can they can follow a recipe. I didn't hand you a recipe for an old fashioned, so make me an old fashioned. Uh, and that was the hardest part for a lot of bartenders because they would tell us, hey, in their lessons and their learning or whatever, they were told muddle orange and maraschino cherries together in the bottom of the glass. Yeah. You know what I mean? That. Yeah. And it was the, terrible. The sinful way to make an old. <laughs> and then, yeah, someone somewhere along the line saw in an old recipe book and it's like an old fashioned is whiskey sugar orange Hoo-wee. and water and they're like oh well that means you must take Everything. orange and 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 maraschino and muddle it up in the bottom and sugar cube whatever and granted that yeah. is traditional but I, i'm not going to get into why that's wrong mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> there's <laughs> we've reasons through this we've, we've been, been through, through this the, we've been you should have seen this. our live stream okay get over it it's not available anymore uh, anyway, uh, yeah. 
but they they saw this stuff you know that those are the ingredients it was like okay well you know you're gonna put that in the bottle i'm gonna add add my whiskey gonna add my bitters gonna put some top it with a little bit of soda water and that's gonna be a, a, a damn good drink and you know what it isn't mm, it's not it's not, it's not a damn good drink weird no it's a it's a bad it's a bad drink in mm, fact I, bad time I've, I've had many not to call out a specific bar but um McMenamins and Troutdale, I'm looking at you. <laughs> anyway, uh, my mom gave me permission to judge our bartenders based upon them. Um, Austin, Austin cited horror stories, and one of my favorites to tell, he'll never hear this, so I don't give a shit, um, <laughs> is this son of a bitch. Like, this poor guy. My mom, my mom, on so much. I know. I feel so bad. My mom pushed him through because we needed a bartender, and she's like, "Dimitri." So here's the thing: we literally had this set up. Their interview, their final interview, is they would come in. My mom would walk them through some of the drinks and the cocktail, right? Like, great, uh, drink some of our cocktail menu, and then we would have a customer show up. Uh, they were not told about this customer. They were not warned about this customer. It was pretty cool. And said customer, this guy, would order an old fashioned, and then watch. And when they were done, would critique very gently. Like I would ask questions like, cool, hey, question, why did you make it this way? Like get a little bit of the history from Because sometimes you would be like, oh, well, this is how I learned. And I'm like, oh, would you be open to making, maybe remaking it for me this way? And then seeing how they would respond to that kind of stuff, right? Because, you know, like I said, it's not someone's fault. That's how they learned how to make it. Like that's just part of the certification process. We, I right. have been through the bartending certification course. I know that that, I mean, like how they have you make a daiquiri is bullshit. Here's a blender. Have a great time. Um, so, so yeah, knowing all of that, you know what I mean? That's what's how I would do it. Cause like I said, not everyone knew, uh, I've had three bartenders we've ever had. Uh, one of whom is a good friend, John, uh, whoever made it correctly, like right off the bat without me having to say anything. Great. I'm like, cool. You're hired. Uh, and John did bartend for us for a while. He did a great I, job. I, I was going to ask him. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. John actually was one of our bartenders for a while. That's amazing. John's a great bartender. He's, he is. Yeah. He is. Um, uh, but uh, this guy, anyway, got pushed through. I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to order an old fashioned. It's too late now. And I sent pictures. We have a Slack group that we kind of comment on from time to time. We, we, we chat in. And I was just furious because this, this this gentleman delivers me the drink. Not only is it a fruit salad, it is foamy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, and come to find out he shook the cocktail. That way he could really get the full flavor through everything. Um, I about died. I looked right at it and I said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm high. Um, no. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I, um, can you remake this please? I, um, why did you shake it? And I remember he was like, that's, that's how you make it. And then like, tried to walk me through the history of the drink, uh, as if this Wikipedia son of a bitch knew what he was talking about and was also right. <laughs> he wasn't fun fact. Um, and I just, I stared at him and I went, let me ask you a question. If a customer asks you to remake a drink, do you think the appropriate response is to argue with them about the cocktail at the table? 
I'm going to tell you it's not. And it was hard. It was a hard night. Like, um, I, I sent multiple like pictures of the cocktail to our group. Um, he remade it to my request begrudgingly. I believe the term is acquiesced according to pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it's where we all learn that word. Let's be real. Um, yeah. Anyway, so good. That's, how I judge our bartenders. Uh, we have one now. His name is Maverick. Good dude. Great dude. Really love him. Uh, partially Greek, which is awesome. Cause he didn't tell us for like the longest time. He's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm Greek. I'm like, sorry. I mean, great. You know, that wasn't like a prerequisite or anything, right? Like you didn't have to be Greek to work here. Ah, cool. 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 I just wanted you to know. I'm like, great. Um, but he, I, I ordered an old fashioned and he brought it over with no fruit salad and actually he brought it over neat and he goes, Oh shoot. I'm sorry. I should have asked. Did you want, did you want ice in this? And I was like, I didn't actually you're hired. And he goes, what? I work here. And I was like, I, yeah, I know. But, uh, anyway, uh, it was an awkward moment cause he didn't tell my, my mom hadn't told him about that yet. She comes up and goes, this is my son. Oops. By the way. Um, it was pretty funny. We had a good time. Anyway. Oh, oh, and by the way, you're on a one day probation period. <laughs> right. Like I didn't tell you this, but you might not have actually made it. <laughs> that is a little bit cruel, but it is honestly, like I said, like it, it's been one of those that like, um, I, I like the yeah. test, but but the uh <laughs> the process of not telling them at a time is like oof that's a little it's fun it just keeps uh, them on their toes it it would if they weren't you know in danger of Let's, losing their employment <laughs> we out of out of 10 bartenders that have interviewed i'm going to be honest with you we've hired 10 of them i mean like it's they they've never been one where I've been like hey you fuck right off. Um, get out of here. You're done. Because uh, every I, one of them isn't open if to... I, if I remember correctly, though, Mr. Begrudging didn't last particularly cool. long. That is correct. Because uh, I was not the first customer he apparently decided to get into an argument with about his craft. Uh, I was not the last customer, but I was the one that definitely was like, hey. Maybe uh, don't. I'm going to level with you. Don't do that shit. Um, there you go. Then my mom stepped in. My mom, by the way, uh, I love my mother. She's a sweetheart. If you ever meet her, she will be nothing but kind and welcoming and loving and wonderful. My mom, also as a child, uh, redid the ceiling in our bathroom. With one arm, she held the sheetrock in place, and the other, she drilled it. So maybe, you know, just remember that story when my mom's like, Hi, how are you? Can I help you? Let her. Let her. Your mom's badass. Yeah. <laughs> She's fantastic. I love my mom. She's great. Anyway. Um, so let's talk. There's a few things. I don't know. I'm, I'm bouncing around. But I think what I want to talk about uh-huh. is Seattle bars. Because okay. I know you know that scene really well. Sure. Um, specifically the Seattle speakeasy scene. Mm, my favorite. Um. Literally or Seattle, one of those Seattle right area, I should say. And one bar that I can't call it a speakeasy necessarily, but it was in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, classic whiskey bar, essentially, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't survive COVID. Uh, lot number three in Bellevue. Breaks my heart. 
I have so many fond memories of that bar. Same. Um, I mean, it's the first place I ever had candied bacon. Like, it sounds really dumb, but yeah. that's the first place I ever had candied bacon. I was yeah, like, this is man. a thing? Hold yeah. on. Send me to hell or heaven, wherever this is from. I don't care. Just send me there. To, to this day, the best Manhattan I've ever had was at that bar. Yeah. Oh, fair. Oh, fair. Good point. Um, it was Ugh. it was Angel's Envy Rye, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, I mean, good on them putting that mm. in a cocktail. Oh, boy. That's um, expensive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can't. It wasn't a vermouth. It was it was some kind of port, uh, and I cannot. It was like a tawny port. I can't remember mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. the sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, ango like your normal normal deal. Um, I think a little bit of orange bitters yeah. and a flamed or, flamed orange over top. Yep, yep. And it was so good. killer, killer. Oh. I am not I've, a Manhattan I, guy, and I got one I, there every time. Exactly, exactly. I don't like Manhattans, but that was such a good drink um i'm gonna miss that bar man i like it it, admittedly it wasn't the best bar in town you know no maybe maybe in bellevue but um yeah okay uh, fair what was that one that was like at the top of like daniels i never went it 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 closed down like before covid five years ago like yeah Yeah. a while ago now it was fun though i mean it was a good time but um no, I mean, if you're talking like East Side, uh, Woodblock in Woodenville is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably the best bar in the East Side, at least when, you know, when I was living over there. Uh, sure. Grant, admittedly, that was a while ago, but um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm so sad. I, I can't get over lot number three, uh, to be honest. Um, it's okay. It's a heartbreak. It breaks my, I mean, it, it breaks was, my heart. It was, it was good food. The food was incredible. Like, I really do actually was. enjoy everything I ate there. Yeah. Um, the cocktails were good. Like you said, it, it was the best spot in Bellevue, hands down, to get any sort of combo, right? Oh, like by far. You could, you could go for a cocktail and be happy. You could go for food and be happy. You could go for both and be happy. Like, that was just not a thing that existed in downtown Bellevue. Sorry to downtown Bellevue. Fuck off. But No, it's, it's so true. Um, and if anyone knows um, Purple, wine bar they're you know huge in at least in the seattle area i don't i believe greater pacific northwest as well but uh, maybe just seattle area um they're great wine bars they owned lot number three so it was like the same vibe you know you got that really good atmosphere that really kind of like kind of corporate but like you know polished vibe going on that was the first place i had square ice cream they made yeah they took ice cream, cubed it like ice cubes, then refroze it with like liquid nitrogen real quick. So that when they served it to you on a plate, you had little cubes of ice cream. Like that's it was awesome, ingenious man. to me. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I was like, this is incredible. That's, that's one thing I always really appreciated about them um, and all of their brands. Right. Mm-hmm. It, is that they like they weren't like super high end fine dining, but they took a lot of those concepts to heart. Right. Um, right. They they. they tried to like follow that like michelin formula even if they weren't really to that tier um but they were at least like following that path right and so it it gave you a good experience for um i I think a reasonable cost and i always had a good time at any any of their restaurants you know they had they had purple there's a lot of purples around yeah that's the chain that's kind of stuck i think the one in bellevue did close down though um that was next it door did. to lot number three. Yeah. 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 
Um, but then lot number three was their cocktail bar, and then they had the Commons in Woodenville, which was like their diner type thing. Um, and I think that's still there, I believe. Anyway, that's yeah, it. That's I, irrelevant. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting off topic. I I fell down the nostalgic rabbit rabbit hole, but I um I do want to talk about Seattle bars. Uh, I don't know why I felt that nostalgic for lot number three. There was there was something for it, but Canon. Oh, can we not talk about Canon? I mean, okay, <laughs> that's um, we don't have to. I mean, it's, that, that sounds like an emotional reason, though. That <laughs> it's a hundred percent an emotional reason. Can- I love Canon. Canon used to be a great bar. Oh, oh. Canon is now a good bar that thinks they're the hottest shit in town you know to be fair they so the, the problem is, is that their location like where they're at because they're still open where a lot of bars in that area aren't sure they can claim that <laughs> <laughs> that's the downside okay like it's no like, here's, it's, okay here's like, my problem with them here's, yeah like like it's good right mm-hmm. it's not bad by any means and if it was like Here's my real problem with it. If it wasn't twenty fucking dollars a drink, then it would be a great bar. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like you, you're definitely playing for a cocktail and an experience. Like remember when we went? We had like I had right. I had Sherlock's choice. I was so right. excited. It comes, in a, it comes in a little pipe like shaped glass. Yeah, like, I don't get to keep yeah. the fucking glass for the cost right. of the cocktail. I'd hope I get to keep the glass. <laughs> but my but my problem with it is like half their glasses or half mm-hmm. their cocktails. Especially anything that's not like outrageous. Like, I want to pay $16 instead of $20 for a drink. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we're not going to make that. That's a pre made drink that you get in a little flask that's sealed, right? Like, right. It, that's just not cool. Pour man. it over some like, ice and hope you enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's not cool. No, uh, you, you can go across the street and go to Tavern Law and pay less money and get better drinks. I so that's true. That, that's still one of the best cocktails I've ever had in my life. Was it okay? That wasn't law? less. That wasn't less money though. <laughs> Fair. That's that my a, fault though. That was a twenty-six dollar cocktail. Let's be clear. <laughs> oh, good though. It was, it was so really good. good, but it was a twenty-six. I was the only cocktail, cocktail I bought. <laughs> that's not this true. Like me. <laughs> well, okay. It's the only cocktail I bought for myself. I paid for other cocktails. It was the only one I had. I had that night in in Tavern Law. The only one I had was that one. Was that? I, yeah. I thought you got a, a second one, but maybe not. No, Amanda did. Okay. Yeah. There. That. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That that was a fun night. Though. I love that bar. Tavern bar. Tavern bar. Tavern, Tavern Law mm-hmm. is fantastic. I still. I was about to post a link to... to Tavern Law in the chat and. I... And you realize we're not live, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, here, hold on, chat, here, this is where we're talking about. Oh, nope. Sorry, everyone. So, yeah, Seattle Seattle bars um, mm-hmm. and, and speakeasies. Um, yeah. You're, you're my, my Seattle speakeasy guy. So, I, I, we talked about Canon, uh-huh. Tavern Law. Um, Tavern but Law. But I, I, I want to hear what your your haunts are. Um, you know, Zigzag, I know, is your favorite, um, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, if if it wasn't me, right? But or sure. you know, it was you know taking someone out for the first time. What are the what are the must must stops? Yeah, I would actually say bathtub gin. Um, bathtub gin is considered a speakeasy, uh, and and boy howdy is it good. Uh, it's always one that I like to take. And what's nice is that there's um. Uh, 
it's uh, it's across the street from a, actually a pretty good Hawaiian bar that has a lot of really good tiki drinks as well. They're not they're not you know like Hotel Albatross, but they're close enough together that if you couldn't get into the bathtub gin for whatever reason, you could go there and have a good time. Um, but bathtub gin for sure. Uh, Tavern Law, if you can get it, or Needle and Thread specifically. Um, and actually, there's another one that I don't I don't know if you and I have ever gone to or not. Um, but it's called the Back Door. It's actually behind Roxy's Diner in Seattle. We have, have not gone. We talked. We talked about it. We never went. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's a speakeasy style. It's a lounge, uh, but they have a lot of really, really fun like lighting, and it's a tight bar. And they actually are open for dine-in. So if you come visit, we can actually go this time, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but they they have they have like ribs and American style food. It's super super good. The Art Deco in there is incredible. Uh, and their cocktails are actually surprisingly good because Roxy's Diner. I don't know if you know much about the history of Roxy's uh, mm-hmm. or not. Um, Roxy's is good. Roxy's it's it's not it's not a bad spot. It is exactly that. It is a a, a diner in Seattle, yeah. right? Like um, you go there for brunch. Um, for the most part, it's good. Like I said, not bad food. But the back door is just it's it's incredibly different. Like they have all the classics. Sure. They they make their stuff with egg white. Um, they do like street tacos. Yeah, sorry. When I say stuff, I just meant like if you, if there's a drink that should have egg white in it, it's gonna have egg white there. Right. I think my favorite part. Uh, they have a gift shop, which I think just cracks me up. Which is they actually bottle a lot of their own stuff, like mixers. Meaning like, hey, here, here's our okay. uh, our, our our backdoor elixirs, essentially. And so they'll do That's- a lot of the. Mm-hmm. That just gives me flashbacks to like Rogue uh, Brewing, like, sure, or any of those like bigger ones that are just like you know you walk through our gift shop to sit down like you yeah. Know. This is this is this is by the bar, so it's not like through the gift shop. But I get what you're saying. Okay. Um, but I think the reason I would take somebody there is because it's a gentle introduction to speakeasies. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, there's the Alley Bar, which is down in Pike Place, which is not. It's not quantified as a speakeasy because it's it's you can find it pretty easy, but yeah. to actually get there, you have to go underneath Pike Place and underneath the thing, and then there's a door that's off to the side. It's just a wooden door. It's not it's not like it's not a big sign. It's the Alley Bar, uh, and it is a very tight knit little bar that mostly serves like flatbreads and stuff like that. Mm. But their cocktails, every time I've gone, it was the first bar I started at when I did a a, a, a speakeasy specific crawl through Seattle. And a friend of nice. mine was like, hey, have you been here? I'm like, no. And he goes, we're going to start there then. Uh, and I'm glad we did because that's that's another spot I'd take. What's nice, so speakeasies are really cool. Speakeasies are a lot of fun. We went to uh, Nehi together yeah. um, back when it was towards the end of its prime. I don't know if they're even open anymore. I haven't checked. Uh, at one point, they were a, a, a big hopping establishment. Going to Nehi on a Friday night was a gift. Um, it had that great Gatsby vibe to it. You know what I mean? Beads, chandeliers, absinthe fountains, the works. Like it was a lot of yeah. fun. I mean, it still had that vibe when we went. It just, I mean, sure. not the not the absinthe fountains, right? Like that was the missing right. piece. But there was still, you know, you had the. Um, and we went a little uh, earlier in the day too. To be fair. That's true. Yeah, we were there at what like. Five o'clock or so when they opened, pretty much. Yeah, we, yeah, like we, pretty much right when they opened. Right. Um, it was a lot of fun, honestly. Like, I have a cocktail 
um, that I've been workshopping for a long time that I'm hmm. is completely based off like to the point where it's almost ripping off uh, one of their drinks. Um, sure. It was just it was so good. I think it was called the Crystal Palace or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's good like one. The el- good elder- drink. Elderflower mm-hmm. and lime and uh, I think celery bitters were in there. Yeah, um, isn't that and, funny? Celery bitters actually is really good in a lot of stuff. If you have lime in it, also, it's a great yeah. compliment. You got it. It's super sparing. Mm-hmm. Super, like just a tiny bit of it. Um, but right. yeah, it's it's, it's like celery great. salt. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. in that same vein, like I, the the drink, another original cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, the drink I I started with tonight um, has asparagus in it. Right. And it's so good. It's, it's so great. good. Right. Like that's just don't don't knock the like weird herbal ingredients uh, yeah. or vegetal ingredients, you know. Um, fun a cottage anyway. But yeah, knee high. Knee high is a lot of fun. Um even. Yeah. The reason I bring that up though is that because for a lot of people, the speakeasy mentality, you hear about it, you see it on TV, you see it in movies, and like, oh this is so cool. It's actually off-putting for a lot of people because there's mm-hmm. this weird expectation for uh, certain stuff. Like, there's a speakeasy I really want to go to in Ireland at one point, and you have to get there by following a, a series of pictures. There's a, a pig's head on a wall, but there's, like, three other yeah. ones, and you have to find the right one to get in. That sounds incredible. That's my kind of cup of tea, right? Like, that's the thing that I'm into. But that's for a lot the, of people, yeah. That's the thing is, like, that's what you and I really like and I know a lot of other people really like sure 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 sure. but it's extremely pretentious and I know that and you know that but but it is it's Uh, literally my email or something right like pretentious asshole at gmail.com that's probably my email somewhere right like it's fine fine right 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 um, but that's what I mean. That's why I would take them to something like this because the back door is great. It's an uh, there's signs that lead you to it. It's not super hard. Mm-hmm. It is still speakeasy style. It's just not to yeah. that degree because that's what I mean. Like you, you work people up to that. Like if people are like, "Hey, right. I want that full experience." Honestly, I'd probably take them to to Needle and Thread if I could, or Knee High. That's gonna be the two spots right. that I would go. Well, and if you don't want the back bar necessarily, you just want the. Um, mm-hmm you just want the like speakeasy style bar mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. canon if you don't mind paying for it yep uh, uh the back bar ta- at the best deal back bar at the best deal yeah maybe not maybe not the best deal on its own but the back no, bar for sure the back bar specifically um, because it's set ta- up to be a speakeasy yeah exactly tavern law uh just the normal tavern law especially mm-hmm. if you get there early because it gets kind of crazy with you know being near you and all but yeah um uh, but if you if you get there early, it's it's great. The vibe's good. Yep. Um, you know there there's a bunch of bars like Zigzag even. Um, you know there's a bunch of bars that aren't necessarily speakeasies that'll give you that speakeasy vibe. If that like secretism and and there's also like with those bars, there isn't really an expectation, but there's like a feeling of an expectation, right? Right. Like right. like the oh you're here you are a cocktail person you know what you want you know what you're talking about right, right. Um, and that's maybe not always the case um, but I can see how that's intimidating for people because there's definitely yeah. that vibe in those places yeah like I had a friend of mine who actually her her first experience was at uh, Needle and Thread 
And okay. they started asking her right off the bat. They're like, cool, so what are you into? Um, like, what kind of spirits do you like? Like, they, they, Needle and Thread does not have a drink menu. They are yeah. known specifically for asking these kind of questions, and that's where she was completely thrown off. She's like, uh, uh, scotch? I Like, she didn't know what to do because she's never had to think about it to that degree. So yeah. that's what I mean by, like, there's there's a certain level that I would want to bring someone into initially and then walk mm-hmm. them through. Like, with you, if you're like, hey, I've never been to anything, I would have no issue taking you to Needle and Thread, right? Because, again, I'd be like, cool. They'd be like, hey, brown or white? And you'd be like, done. Um, easy peasy. But Well, okay. So we're talking Seattle bars right now, right? Right. But, but let's give the real answer. Uh, because if someone wants something in the greater Seattle area, they're not willing, they're not uh, opposed to driving for it and they want a really good speakeasy experience with like low stress and fantastic drinks and good food where do they go and rama and rama and Tacoma. and rama dang it oh no yeah and rama they're not open right now um but they are in the post office the tacoma post office <laughs> There is a so fucking much. bar in the Tacoma post office, and it is my favorite bar on the planet. Oh, I love them. It's so good. It's so, 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 so good. Um, those guys are doing crazy stuff. It's super fun, and they're just, they're so down to earth. They're not pretentious. The only fault I can give them, I was actually joking with um, Tyler, uh, who uh, bartends and, and owns uh, Moniker. Um, here in town um, that that Enrama is like if there's one fault they have it's that they're too in love with Sherry and it's so true um. <laughs> they do though like it's like an, it's an, it's an ever well, my favorite drink what is it, like the king in yellow the yellow king or the, something the like yellow, that the yellow king yeah yeah Sherry mm-hmm. they put Sherry in everything they do it's fine. I'm and, mad about it. It's it's great. Like I'm I'm here for it. It's delicious. Right. They do a really good job. But they they just circle jerk around sherry. It's that's their thing, and it's cool. Like I don't know that much about sherry. Admittedly, they do. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's funny though. I didn't think about that at all. I've never. I've, I haven't considered that even the slightest bit. Now I'm like, oh. It's in literally every drink. Oh, no. It like, is. not ever, not everyone, but almost every drink. <laughs> like, every drink. But, like, 90% like, of the j- drinks. Yeah, yeah. Like, 90%, for sure. That's funny. And it was that way, like, okay, a little history lesson. Um, there used to be a bar. There isn't anymore. There used to be a bar in Tacoma called Hilltop Kitchen, and it was the greatest bar to ever be. It was so fun. Mm. Um, just so innovative. Um, just such a good bar. Yeah. Um, it it unfortunately does not exist anymore. But the owners of that split off, and it became two bars. So you know we more more happiness at the end of right. the day, right? Double so double the joy. One of those bars is in Rama, and it is a lovely, fantastic place. And the other one is a bar called Ten Twenty Two J Street, and it is also amazing fantastic bar Mm -hmm. um i really couldn't pick favorite if you asked me to um i i will find myself at enrama more often but that is because that's my haunt that's that's where i go um but both bars are just incredible 
anyway that's the history lesson for today on tacoma bar culture not even bar culture but just like a single bar that has defined my uh my love of tacoma area that's funny well man i'm really very much looking forward to getting some uh some seattle speakeasies in here with you soon i appreciate it we're gonna have a good time it's gonna be a lot of fun really appreciate you coming on absolutely man thank Give you for me having time. me man. Yeah. yeah it's uh for you know breaking the fourth wall uh we're we're pushing 1 30 a.m here so that we can work around children's <laughs> bedtimes and things like no that kidding. So, uh, so you know putting in the midnight oil but mm. really really appreciate it bud yeah, love you, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I, of course. it's an honor. It's fun to, you know what I mean? Like, we, it's one thing to be, you know, we have our live streams and we just dick around and have a good time talking about booze and what have you. This is a whole other experience, and it means a lot to, to have the honor of being able to talk about how hard my parents have worked and all the fun ways I've gotten to partake. So, Yeah, and and once again, you know, a final plug. If you're ever in the um, the Seattle area, especially if you're in the, um, you know, South Seattle, Berrien rent an area anything like that uh check out check out the greek house um they are a fantastic restaurant a really good bar um just it, it's a great experience all around so um definitely definitely give them a look if you're in in the area mm-hmm. thank you no i appreciate it yeah. that's great all right buddy well uh you know i'm sure everyone will see us again here oh, it's friday so uh <laughs> or well it is now mm. um We'll be doing our, our Saturday live streams like normal, so mm, we'll see you guys it. very soon. But, uh, yeah, thanks, bud. Yeah, bud.